Monday Night Raw. Now, Becky came out, dropped another hiding in the shadows reference. I'm pretty sure no one cares about CM Punk chants. But uh, if this is a way that she tries to call out Baszler, then let us just hope that the man wins at Mania. Because it's very clear that the in-ring capability, by comparison, are leagues apart. Prove me wrong. Next segment. So, Rey Mysterio taking on Angel Garza in the evening's uh, Latin segment, which was uh, cool to begin with, but I'm, you know, this is something that is beginning to become overly relied on. We don't know who's going to win the championship next. If you're going to do something like this without forming a stable of, like, all of the Latin uh, entertainers, then let the championship see some other stuff. But if it's appealing to the demographic, then all right, cool. But it doesn't seem that way listening to the reception. And dare I even go as far as to say the viewership count. Uh, Rhea Ripley's time is cool. You know, it's good to see the whole Charlotte, not Charlotte dynamic happen. Uh, Rhea Ripley won't be Charlotte. Rhea Ripley will be Rhea Ripley. She is still fairly uh, young and inexperienced at this highest level of the entertainment and performing arts as far as combat goes. And, uh, you know, Charlotte went out there, cut a promo, did a thing, knocked her down in a mini skirt, like, good Lord. But... At least she was a lady. It didn't get too uh, messy, that segment. But all in all, it's going to be very interesting to see whether or not uh, Charlotte walks out of Mania as NXT Women's Champion because that will be what draws my ire to the product. uh, Well, excuse me, the yellow brand, however we want to call it, all the more. That's not any way uh, trying to call out a division between the two. We all understand that NXT is under the WWE umbrella, but uh, I would rather watch something where the fan base is appreciated as opposed to where the fan base is trolled just because trolling is possible. Levels to this. Bobby Lashley took on Zack Ryder in a nothing match. Yay for Bobby Lashley. Shouts to Lana doing a movie. Uh, Zack Ryder should be gratuitous to get TV time, but if you're losing all the time and, you know, getting your little internet belt taken away from you and such like that, then, I mean, she, I would request a a transfer to NXT. (laughs) It could go deeper than that, but... You know, we're not really here to cause any controversy. It would be controversy enough for Zack Ryder to go to NXT and actually get himself over, you know, somehow like Finn did. But those are two two completely different superstars. Drew McIntyre took on Eric Rowan in another nothing match just to make Drew look strong and make Rowan look stupid. What happened to that big spider? 
Maybe it disappeared <laughs> because there was no blood and guts all over the place. Drew McIntyre is looking real aggressive for Brock. If uh, Brock is calling out uh, spots throughout the show, then it looks like, yet again, the WWE champion isn't taking the championship very seriously. We don't get to see him as is. So perhaps the product will be better with Drew as champion and Brock Lesnar completely out of the picture. Next up, we had the tag team, uh, well, yeah, women's tag team match between the Kabuki Warriors taking on uh, Natalia and Liv Morgan. Uh, you know, you would hope to see uh, the tag team champions representing themselves well, and this is pretty much what happened outside of that opening promo. I wasn't really a big fan of it, and I'm one that's huge on when Asuka and Kyrie start talking, they animate talk, you know, but at the same time, to just m- m- make it sound foolish, you know, it, it was great crowd interaction, I'll give it that much, but at the same time, you know, these girls are capable of so much more from the in-ring, maybe the English isn't the greatest, but you don't have to make a complete fool out of them, like, because then it gets, like, borderline racial, and, I mean, it almost feels like whoever's booking this shit doesn't necessarily know what edge to take things to. I know you have to stay within the parameters of the PG guidelines, but I mean, goddamn, if, like, what, what is, if I go over the list of PG guidelines, then I'm pretty sure it's plenty more edges this man could take, but no, he's, he seems to, you know, just want to go directions that's going to garner the most heat in, like, the 50s. Next match. And it, oh my God, it was a whole bunch of ladies in that one. Got all the girls on TV. That's what's up. AJ Styles challenged The Undertaker to a match. And that's great because now we can segue into how Vince McMahon is attempting to just use like the, I don't want to say least effective forms of garnering heat. I just think that it's other ways to go about it. But this is the way that he thinks is going to work. It falls in the place for him because Michelle McCool just had her moment on the social media platform where she felt like she was undervalued. And I could appreciate, you know, where she was coming from. I wouldn't have gone about it in the same fashion, but I'm not Michelle McCool. You know, like if she wants to flaunt the fact that she's married to the Undertaker's wife, or part of it, married to the Undertaker's wife, silly me. I mean, married to the Undertaker then. By all means, I think if you're going to go with something like that, then go 100% full throttle. And that's exactly what she did by hashtagging Taker's wife and or Undertaker's wife or whatever. And, you know, Taker responded also. But, you know, now this makes actual television. You got AJ calling out all kinds of dumb shit like he's taking away the mystique from the Undertaker and such. And it's like, look, I don't know about all that. We already know there are plenty sides to the Undertaker, whether we're talking the dead man, the American badass, the Reaper edition now that we got, which is just a whole evolved form of, you know, the dead man from back in the day. Like, the funeral home director, like, all of this. AJ out there talking shit made me a little upset because it's like, you know, AJ on Christmas with Vince, he punched Vince in the face. Now, all of a sudden, we got... We got what? We got uh, we got AJ talking shit to the Undertaker family. That's that's whack, bro. Like, like, 
It's like, didn't he go through the same thing with Samoa Joe when he was a face? Where's the continuity? So now he was inspired. So wait, so is Samoa Joe like the fiend? This is what I mean with some of the dumb shit that goes on. Pardon me. You're not advocating. I don't give a fuck if I'm not advocating right now. You know why? Because then we got to deal with matches like Cedric Alexander. Who? Who? You mean the guy that wasn't cutting a promo and was trying to be happy-go-lucky like Ricochet all the time? Who? Taking on Riddick Moss? Pause at this nigga whole name? Oh, my God. And then you're, you're not sticking to the PG parameters. Well, I'm not going to beg for a pardon, <laughs> you know? Uh, 24-7 championship on the line. No mob running around following him. Just a straight fight. I mean, I guess, but this isn't making the 24-7 championship look any more prestigious when you're trying to get stars over without getting the stars over. Like, oh, you've got the machine and the platform behind you. It's going to take more than a couple of cool moves. You know what I mean? Like, we're not seeing any great promos from either one of them. And then, what, This is this just a segment to fill time? There are other stars that you could have used to make this segment look serious or even in general make a better segment in, overall but got a quick what two three four minute match between these two that nobody really knows or cares about next segment please because i almost fast forwarded that shit myself or just turned the channel <laughs> i mean one or the other next up we had edge brother with randy orton I think this opened up, what, the second hour or the third hour or something like that. Like, and this is another one of those moments where it's like you're trying to use, like, families and wives and such like that. Like, are you out of ideas? Is there nothing more that we can bring to the table except bringing in someone's family? Like, Becky Cole hiding in the shadows. This old man hiding in the shadows. We, We talking about... Attack, like uh, he doesn't care about how he would be treated because he's a big crybaby too. It seems I wouldn't dare talk about Linda McMahon, but he he chooses to have Randy go out there and talk about Beth Phoenix, talk about the children. Like what? And then Edge came out. It was cool, and the whole segment in general. I mean, he went running off, running straight to commercial. That was cool. But then he's just standing there after the fact. Oh, Randy already left and ran away. This is indicative of what the old man does to all of the crowd. He trolls you out and he runs back to gorilla position and says, no one can talk to me because I'm head of the company and I've got XFL shit to worry about. Ra ra ha ha ha. What? So then Edge is just going to stand there. I ought have damn been running toward whatever vehicle I came in on. I'm just saying. I'm, but that's that's... You know what? Are we building the mania with this? This is the top storyline of the product so far, right? Yeah, because you had to go the family route. This is not the first time in like this is like the second time in two months. So it's just like, what are you doing? Like, what do you not have better ideas to make people want to watch it? Clearly, you don't. Whatever though, whatever though, because that wasn't the main event, which it could have been. We had Alice the Black take on Seth Rollins and win via disqualification. Now, I actually thought this was a little good. First of all, this is one of the only times, now, bet you, bet you, bet you, bread, that the old man only okayed this. He couldn't think of this for himself because he doesn't seem to be ticking that hard these days. And he just wants to troll. And, I mean, hey, 
you can't do it by yourself, but you want to you want to be at the top of the mountain, right? I respect the majority owner. With that, Black backstage, he's about to cut a promo, gets a knock on the door. It's the Monday Night Messiah with Murphy. Uh, I mean, he'll face dynamics. I was the blackest technically a face right now. So, you know, he gets the invite. He declines. The way Murphy threw the shirt, the quick catch, the toss back, it was okay. Pick a fight. That was pretty good. Leads to the match. New faces, new matches, even though a lot of that bullshit from that December went completely out of the window. But I will continue to say there have been new faces and there have been new matches. I mean, at the you know, you want to you call out the recycled bitch. You see that these guys are they, they like not only say they he likes running things into the ground a lot. So forgive him. You know, he's he's not all the way there the way he used to be. Some even say he's out of touch. I wouldn't dare say it because I advocate for this guy. But I will but but I will say, you know, this is why we've had a whole bunch of people trying to at least help steer the ship. Anyway, uh this one-on-one match that everybody kind of wanted to see that is actually really intriguing at this pay-per-view level, I won't front. Was uh broken up by Murphy, which eventually turns into a huge eight-man tag. So they had to get that out the way. Now, if we're looking from a mature space, you want to get as many people on TV as possible. I can respect that 100%. All of the superstars went out there and bust their ass. When you're doing this, you know, each and every week for well over a year and some change, and you try to, you know, see the good in it instead of just highlighting the obvious bads uh you you learn more about the flow of the product the formula in general and uh turn it into an eight man that was probably the only bit of trolling that i really did enjoy last night maybe it was one or two other things that i can't think of off of the top right now because raw does tend to get forgettable you know, after what the first, after the segment ends, because usually it's just like, man, we got to sit through this bullshit. But, you know, at the end of the day, turning it into an eight man was, it was welcome only because I knew that, you know, we wanted to get these guys on TV and you want to hear where the reception is for some of the superstars. In this case, it would have been the Street Profits really getting uh, one of the loudest receptions of the night from the Washington, D.C. crowd, and I thought that it was really, really good to have uh, all of these guys go in there. Seth picked up the overall victory, so everyone still looked about as strong as they were supposed to. It all went over really, really well. I thought it was a good night as far as that went, but... There are a lot of complaints that I have to the extent that I might just stop advocating for this. We'll see. I want to give the program one more week. I do not have any faith that the show is going to be any better. You know, I know we're leaving up to media, but it's like I think that the best thing for myself would be taking calls from uh, some of the resources into media. You know, like it's not it's not appealing right now because of how the old man wants to try to express himself to the crowd. And it's, I'm not enjoying it. I'm not having fun with it. Uh, I bet you that if this all stopped abruptly, he wouldn't want to have anything to do with it. You know, like, I'm, I'm done. Good. So, uh, 
I won't stop doing this podcasting. I'll just take my talents to somewhere where they may be choked, but at least a little more appreciated outwardly, you know? And even experiment with it. Like, if I have an idea, we'll try to use that idea and make it good, not purposely make it bad. Oh, maybe, you no, know, maybe I'm thinking about it wrong. Maybe the old man isn't making it bad on purpose. Maybe he's giving 100%, but it just comes out bad. Who knows? I guess we'll have to find out next week.